It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, March 8th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that is a little surprised by a college free agent signing. Oh, you're not surprised by the way the game went. I see. (laughs) Yeah, we are going to get into that game. We are going to talk about the signing of Will Zmolek and get to your mailbag questions all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Flyers. That is where we post about our latest episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail to get your questions answered like we are going to do today. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So subscribe there as well. Uh, Russ, we will get into that uh, Zmolek signing. We're going to do that next segment and talk about Flyers defensive depth. Got to talk about that disaster of a game in Tampa last night. Uh, Several things went wrong in that one and uh, emotions were high. The hits were low and uh, maybe (laughs) I want to leave it at that. Special teams were bad. Coaching was bad. A lot, a lot of things happened. Let's let's start with the coaching, honestly, because sure. um, let's fans ahead. are really upset. They're upset with the eleven seven. They don't get it, but then they're up upset because all right, look, you know that Tanner Lazinski and Brendan Lemieux are not fully in game shape, yet you are willing to sit Joel Farabee and Travis Sanheim for a complete period each. So then what happens in the third period? The two guys that we just talked about are like completely gassed. Some of the team is completely gassed. And this has happened before. This has happened at least four or five times this season. Is, does this help create a culture or is just just help you lose a game? I, you know, I scratch my head sometimes and I understand why fans ask me, message me and, and are confused about it. I really get it. Yeah. And, you know, I have to question it because Torts talked specifically about the 11-7 before the game at Morning Skate, right? And he talked specifically about not just wanting to double shift Owen Tippett, but there were some other guys that he wanted to get more minutes for. And this game, all he really did was double shift Owen Tippett. I mean, because he benched Farabee, there, there were some issues there, and a couple other guys got some more ice time. But if if he had not done that with Farabee, Tippett would have been the one that still would have gotten all that extra ice time. He had the most t- time on ice of any player in the game yeah. for the Flyers. And you, a forward should not no. have that, right? No. Th- like, that's ridiculous. I don't care how much you want to see what he can do. 
It's just overloading. He should not have the most ice time. Yeah. It's overloading. And and we talked about that, you know, last show. And it's, you know, it's what happened again on the on, on this game. But again, if you're going to play 11-7, but only play Justin Braun eight minutes and 52 seconds, what exactly are you accomplishing here? And if you're doing it to double shift forwards, just double shift the right. forwards and still have six D. Right. You can do that. That is Yeah, possible. you can do anything you want. You're the coach. <laughs> yeah. You and Brad Larson could do whatever you want. All right. So now I'm not sure I've ever seen a play like Tony D'Angelo with a dirty spear while a team has the advantage, the extra man advantage, and has pulled the goalie towards the end of the game. I don't know if I've ever seen that, Rachel. And I've been watching hockey for a lot of years. I watched hockey through the 70s when things were dirty like that. And this was bad. This is a bad look. It was a bad look for him losing it the way he did before he left the ice. That's not going to help him um, get fewer games on a suspension. He's definitely going to get fined. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets suspended. And he made Corey Perry look like the victim. That's hard to do. It is really hard to do. And, you know, Tony D'Angelo is, you know, went off post game and said, oh, he tried to slash my stick out of my hands. He, he's all talk and no action. Yeah. And I was trying to fight him all game and he wouldn't go. Well, why were you trying to fight him all right, game? Right. You're trying to either why? win a game or get back in the game. Why were you trying to fight him? He's not doing himself any favors. No, but this I'll is the mindset sometimes of Tony D'Angelo and people wonder, you know, why I would bring his name up on the shows and why I mention him for certain things. I only mention him when he does these things. He does them. It's undisciplined. And you're right. The timing of, of what he did was just lazy and he wasn't thinking. And, and that's the trend with him that in these moments, you know, when he should be doing something positive for the team, no matter how frustrated you are, you don't give up that offensive advantage. No. And I, and, you know, and again, I understand why the whole lightning team jumped him. I do. Cause they saw what yeah. happened and they were like, are you kidding me? Like the lightning didn't even play dirty in this game. They wouldn't have done anything. No. And I get it. Sometimes hockey's frustrating. I get it. And I get it that they were frustrated that they had the man advantage and things weren't, you know, didn't really have a chance to get going, but things weren't going well. Um, the feeling probably wasn't going, but it was going to go well. But still, like, that's your answer? Come on. Certainly, you know, as we said, special teams were not the answer no. either. They were 0 for 3 on the power play and 3 for 6 on the penalty kill, which at least two of those three were absolutely atrocious and it, it really just they were letting guys honestly, set up double slot and carter hard i like, know what are you doing yeah the the defensive in front of him just did nothing to prevent the lightning from getting set up so easily with multiple options yeah. like you said yeah i mean again the lightning were without victor hedman you know their headspace wasn't great the Flyers certainly helped them get back on track. I'll say that. Yeah, and it was such a shame because Flyers did get off to a good start in the game. And if they had just continued even 80% of that throughout the rest of the game, it would have been a lot closer Yeah. Than, than it turned out to be. And, you know, obviously the benching situation didn't help with that because it changed their defensive structure on, like, multiple shifts. 
So that that was a problem. It also kind of took away from what was a pretty solid game for Morgan Frost. It was a really good game for him. One of the few. Yeah. One of the few. He yeah. rose to the occasion. You know, the only thing is, is you know, I kind of wonder, um, they're going to have to change something up with Joel Farabee because we're just watching him, like, really twist in the wind. Uh, I know he had a setup on the Morgan Frost goal, and that's great. But uh, with these... There's a couple of penalties that got him benched. Yeah, the penalties I mean... got him benched, and then you could see anytime he can't score, it's just 100% frustration. And I know the old school answer is, like, hey, let's just throw him out there. He'll just, you know, he'll get through this. But, you know, it's 23 games. So you do kind of wonder is maybe maybe give him different line mates, give him a different role, maybe switch the position on the wing, do something to maybe help him mentally because he is really suffering out there, like really suffering for a hockey player. Yeah, you can you can just see it that every time, whether, you know, he misses the net or goalie makes a great save. Like, you know, not all of what he's doing is bad, no, right? No. It's He's making in, some incredible plays and really trying to set himself up well and just isn't going. And it's just brutal to watch. you got to remember, he's still a young guy. He is. He's not mm-hmm. fully developed as a hockey player yet. Man, that, that was a tough one to watch, I got to say. It's not going to be any better in Carolina. Matter of fact, it's probably going to get worse in Carolina. Um the only positive is D'Angelo will probably not play in that game, so maybe they can't go 11-7 because, and maybe Kiefer Bellows will have to play. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, obviously, we're recording post-game, so we won't yeah. know about any of that and, until later on. But, yeah, a frustrating effort overall, and uh, on to the next one, as they say. Yep. We will uh, talk about the signing of Smolek and uh, defensive depth coming up next. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel's America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, that's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. Uh, for point scorers, you may want to look at the Phoenix Suns. They've added a lot of talent. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Will Zmolek, Russ, we have a new signing from the college pool of players. Usually these signings start a little bit later. Well, it depends how long a team stays in it. Teams were eliminated. Well, that's true. That is true. Um, This is an ELC that's starting next year, uh, but he will be reporting to the Phantoms on a tryout contract for the remainder of this season so they can keep the it separate and not burn the ELC right. this year. Um, he is a right-handed defenseman, which is an interesting position to sign somebody at at this level based on the conversation we had yesterday on the show. And it's going to come up again now. Uh, we'll get into it, but uh, very interesting. Yeah, I, I spoke to someone about this as well. And the feeling this season, just as we thought, is 
Wiley, Wyatt Wiley's kind of getting the, you know, short end of this. And when he plays, he's good, but he's not playing regularly enough. And now this is definitely going to cut into his playing time. Uh, look, he, he's a pretty good player, Smoller. He, he, um, you know, he was at Bemidji, played a lot of minutes, played power play, played PK. His skating, it's not great. It's good, but it's not great. His positioning needs work. He needs work um, positioning correctly around the net. Uh, I think his stick work could be better around the neck. I think his stick, a net, I think the stick work could be better, meaning an active stick in the corner too. I think those are two things that he could really improve on, uh, you know, besides the skating. He played a lot of minutes, man. And Bemidji, he was playing a load of minutes. So we'll see what he has left, um, you know, this season. But, you know, he's a guy that back checks and, you know, he's a big guy. In the USHL, he, you know, he took a ton of penalty minutes. He's taken a, a lot there. So, unfortunately, this fits a sort of stereotype for what the Flyers are looking for and what Torts is looking for. In the long run, you know, you're just talking about a depth guy who maybe – you know, gets a little NHL time, but that's at the best case scenario. Yeah, to me, it doesn't seem like this is a guy with, you know, strong NHL potential, that he's a fill-in, a call-up, or, you know, a 7th D kind of guy at the at the NHL level. I mean, maybe he'll provide some depth for the Phantoms during this playoff run, uh, but I would certainly... Uh, start with the assumption that he'll play for the Phantoms next year yeah. as well. You know, you're right. This is a, a pretty typical Flyers kind of signing. I mean, not to mention the fact that he's, you know, a Minnesota boy who went to Bemidji State 6'3", 195. I mean, that is textbook Flyers signing, yeah. especially with Chuck Fletcher, right? We'll say Nick Sealer-ish. Yes. <laughs> Nick Sealer light, which is very bizarre. Right. Yeah. The only difference is sealers are lefty, but yeah. So I just, I look yeah. at it. I, I don't think it's fair when fans just say, well, you know, out of hand, they just look at the numbers and they say, well, he's not that good. He blocks a lot of shots, whatever. Uh, you never know what a guy's going to turn into. I mean, I always, I always will yeah. say that right now, this is what I see. It doesn't mean he couldn't take a monumental jump, but he's 23. So the odds are against him, but still, you know, if nothing else, it's another Phantoms guy, but it does make me wonder like the direction now the Phantoms are going to take next year. And that's where I worry a little bit because Wiley's a better skater than this guy. He is. Yeah. And if you want sort of more offensively oriented defensemen, or at least guys that can do both, this doesn't seem like that, that gets well, you. Well, he did both at the, at the college level, but he may not be able to do both well at the AHL level. That's the, that's where you have to wait and see. Yeah. I, my other question here is why s sign him now if he's a guy who's not in huge demand? Well, how I mean, do you know he's not in huge the, demand? That's what we don't know. Like, there could be another team after him. Hmm. Like, again, that's here's enough. where I want to caution people. Just because he doesn't show up on somebody's list doesn't mean people don't know about him. I put together a list with a few other scouts at EP Rinkside a couple of weeks ago and, you know, spoke to a lot of different people. No, he was not on that list, but that still doesn't mean anything. I cover players at Princeton that probably wouldn't be on the list, but yet if somebody scouts a guy at Princeton, who, by the way, have moved on in the playoffs, and let's say they keep moving on and they mm -hmm. like him, guess what? They may sign him, and guess what? He may not be on the list. 
Yeah, I mean, that that is certainly true. So yeah, definitely don't want to like judge him and say this right. is a, a bad signing. Right. And that is not what I'm saying no, by any that. means. It just it just seemed to come out of nowhere, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's how these college signings are a lot of times. And again, um, you know, I'll take the wait and see approach. If nothing else, I mean, again, I think something else that always does get lost in translation here especially on a on a bad team and right now the flyers are a bad team is that not everybody is you know signed with the uh with the idea that they're going to be with the flyers a lot of you know you still have to work on the ahl roster too and the one thing we'll at least say about chuck fletcher is he has put more effort into the phantoms this year than he has this entire time that he's been here yeah i would agree with that and you know if this can help the phantoms in their playoff run to have him here now and if getting him here now required giving him the elc for next year and burns a contract maybe that's a price chuck fletcher is willing to pay right right. yeah and that's what you know so that's you know because again there's always a market for um at least seven to ten college free agents every year you know so you know, maybe we just didn't know about this one. Maybe there was another team. Uh, How does this reset kind of right-handed defenseman depth on this team? I mean, we talked about Wyatt Wiley a little bit and especially more so on yesterday's show. If you haven't listened, I go back and listen to that because we talked about defensive pairings on the Phantoms in general and how, you know, getting pushed to third pairing minutes for Wiley was really like not ideal in terms of seeing if, you know, he really has a shot to progress in his development and this kind of you know stirs that pot a little bit more but then also what does that do in general to the to the right-handed defensive depth which had been probably pretty weak you know especially because they didn't draft david yurichek which i'm going to bring up (laughs) you have every right to uh i just look at it this way i am not going to get crazy because gee i don't know rach i don't know if you know this but the Flyers have a guy up at the Flyers level who's playing the opposite side. Can you imagine? I think his name is Cam York. It happens. That is true. So sometimes, you know, we, we get caught up too much with with that. I don't I don't think he'll upset Ronnie Adderd's playing time, who's a righty. No. Again, you can't touch Belpedio, but he is a righty. But again, I think if you had to, Belpedio probably could play the other side. He's played hockey long enough that he probably can. So again, much like Cam York. So I just, I say, don't worry about it right this minute. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's a big deal for Wyatt Wiley. I don't expect him to be on the team next year. I just have this feeling. Yeah. I think that would definitely be like upsetting to me if I were Wyatt Wiley and I would try to go to different pastures. I I don't see the flyers giving him an offer. He's an RFA. This coming off season so i i would pretty much assume that he is uh on his way out the door yep that's that's sort of the way i look at it all right well we'll uh continue to monitor things on the college potential signee front and see what other guys are out there and uh that's coincidentally part of our mailbag which we will get to coming up next Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year, and if you're like me where you wanna eat healthier but don't wanna compromise taste, I have 
got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. And what makes it so good? Well, for starters, all Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And what's better is that they are truly healthy with 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get a box in the mail. For years, we've been talking about ordering yours at built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can get four bar boxes of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Switching over to our mailbag, uh, another trade question to start off from CMAC. Will the Flyers consider trading Carter Hart this offseason? They'll only consider trading him if he gives them the vibe when they speak to him that maybe he's on the fence about um, re-signing, you know, getting a new contract. So if if he says he wants to come back, obviously that makes it moot. And I don't think they're going to just look to trade him. I don't think they're that sold on Sam Erson yet. And I don't think it's enough cap space that – he's the guy all of a sudden that that's where they're going to get their cap space from. I just don't see it. Yeah, it is interesting because I think if you look at these past two seasons, Carter Hart has been one of the steady presences on this team. Right. And certainly reliable. Wouldn't say like all-star goaltender, but certainly reliable, kept them in a whole bunch of games. And you, you know, he's making under 4 million, just under 4 million on the cap. And that is relatively inexpensive for your number one goaltender, right? So if he's looking to stick around beyond that, given how the Flyers have played the last two years and how they're projecting for next year to stay beyond that because the Flyers are going to take longer to get where they need to go, like it's going to take more time. And Carter Hart's going to be like, you need to give me hardship money for this, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no doubt. But right now I don't see it. Right. I think this is something where the communication continues all through next yeah. season and it'll probably if assuming they will resign him, it'll be, you know, late in next season before that contract. Unless he's gets one of done. those that <laughs> says, I don't want to talk contract during the season, then it's gonna to have to happen before mm-hmm. the season starts. Yeah, absolutely. Jayhawk wants to know, will the Flyers have any big free agent signings? It'll depend on the cap. If if they're able to move somebody off the cap then I think they would look to do one major free agent signing. I would say um, they probably would be looking for someone who could score because they just can't score. Um, you don't know um, what's going to happen with Joel Farabee next year. You assume he'll be healthier, but he's really snake bitten. He's gone 22 games. Like that's a long time without a goal. I would never have imagined that would happen to him. And we could say it's his neck right now, but next year it could just be him. Um, so you don't know that. You don't know Couturier and Atkinson's status. So they're going to need more goal scoring. It's not like Noah Cates is going to become a big-time goal scorer. He's not. And even if Tippett picks it up a little bit more, there's going to be needing more help. So I think um, I think that's what you could look at if they were to clear some space, that they would have to go and get that. 
Um, so that's my guess. So I think, but it, it is, it's sort of predicated on losing some cap space unless they're going to get somebody on the cheap for one year, but I don't foresee him doing that. That is a good uh, foreshadowing of our episode tomorrow, where we are going to dig into we the cap are. and what it means for the flyers. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I think it's definitely a cap issue in terms of big free agent signings. Um, they'd have to clear a lot of space. And uh, I just don't know that the Flyers are necessarily a destination right now either. So I, I think that that's a big factor. Um, kind of relating to our previous segment, Will via email wants to know, now that we're staring down the barrel of this stretch run, are there any other college players who you can see the Flyers signing and giving a look-see? Well, we could talk about Jay O'Brien. Uh, he's the, the, the most obvious one that, I think they should sign, but I think they don't have any interest in them. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's my feeling on that one. Um, you know, as far as the rest, uh, I would say there could be one on Princeton, but I would like to see how um, their playoffs go before I throw the name out there. Otherwise, it's going to be hard because, again, uh, while they could offer some playing time, they do have a coach that's a little bit on the hard end, and that's not necessarily the way a lot of times you want a college free agent to go. So they, you know, they want to go where they feel like they can play the most and stay up in the NHL. And with Torts, that's going to kind of be up in the air. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you're asking me now, do I think they'll have any other college free agent signings? I'm going to say no, but I'm also going to say they should sign O'Brien and. You know, maybe there could be one other, but I don't think it will be any of the big names that you're asking me for or are currently out there. Yeah, I just see them signing, you know, uh, top level AHL players to fill out the phantoms like they usually yeah. do. Um, you know, there's there's always a shuffle between the different AHL teams where people go around and then maybe one of them gets a two way contract. Right. But I think that's more the direction that they'll go. If they sign any college players, it'll be kind of lesser known guys mm -hmm. that'll be with the fandoms anyway, you know, just like uh, we talked about with Smolik. Yeah. That is my, my supposition. Uh, next question. Will the Flyers improve next season in record or will they drop down again? Based on everything that is going on, plus the minus what I see and what they might be able to do. I, I think they're going to go down record wise. I do. I think it's going to be a step back because um, not that's because they don't have JVR. That's not the reason not because they're not going to have Justin Braun, but just for all those other reasons that I said, there's still a lot of things up in the air with this team. And even though John Tortorella is the coach and they're going to play hard, I still think they're going to, they're going to fall shorter than even how they fall this year. It's just, again, a lot of these teams in, in division are getting better. Um, there'll be a few that fall back, maybe the Capitals and, um, you know, there'll be another one or two, maybe Florida does, but they've seemed to pick it up again. So it's just a tough spot in the conference and in the uh, division for the Flyers. So I, I, don't, I don't think it's looking good at the moment as far as them being better. Yeah, and they did improve yes. this season. I mean, not by a lot, but they did. Right. 
And so it's like, are they at a ceiling with the personnel they have now? And I, I would tend to say yes yeah. to that. So unless things change roster wise significantly, I, I'm not prepared to say they'll be any better than they were this yeah. year or any worse, to be honest. <laughs> All right. Uh, wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing, uh, our friend J.R. Avon, who I always keep an mm -hmm. eye on uh, because he's a fun player. Again, uh, you know, a free agent signing for the Flyers that's turned out well in terms of his development with Peterborough. And last Friday, he scored an incredible shorthanded goal uh, that involved him spinning, going down to his knees, deking a yeah, couple of guys. Yeah, he comes down to his knees, he comes back up, he deeks yeah. around the guy. It's a hell of a move, man. It is a great move. And so you always love to see that yes. in your prospect pool. Some uh, Not only is, is he talented, but also can have some, some fun. Excitement, some excitement, some offense. As well. Yep, exactly. And, and a shorty, yes. which is, you know, flyer style. That is flyer style and, this year. Absolutely. All right, that will do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we're going to dig into the Flyers cap situation for next year, talk about how or with who they should clear space and what the strategy should be. It'll be a fun one uh, to get into, so stay tuned for that. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. And if you want your question answered on the show, like we did today, you can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers, email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail, or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen today. Now make your next listen, Game to Game NHL. It's every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. It's available on the Locked On NHL feed wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.